The following pendant Hello and welcome to Kingery Season 5, Episode 10, uh, Commentary. Uh, I'm Chris Stoddard, the director, and with me is Renee Christine Jones, the writer for this episode. Hello. How are you doing, Renee? Uh, doing all right. How are you? Uh, I need to turn this down on my end. <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn it up because I couldn't hear uh, what was going on. Uh, it's going all right. I, I have my uh, six-month-old in the booth here with me, and he is trying desperately to uh, hit buttons. But uh, we'll get through this. So, so uh, this episode is called Angels, Demons, and Dust. I apologize in advance to everyone who listens to this for the dirty feeling they will have. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we get to it, I'll tell I'll tell you some interesting things. Uh, oh God! Uh, okay. That were in the lines that were turned in by the actors. <laughs> Needless to say, I think a couple actors don't like you anymore. <laughs> no, some of them don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it was, it, the commentary within their turned in lines was really I, funny. I haven't heard it, so I'm just. I'm, I don't know. That I haven't heard. I heard the episode and went, oh, What did I do? Oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> so let's see, I believe right now we are in uh, the pr- uh, previouslys for 5-9. We find out that ASA is an acronym for... Uh, Anthony, yeah. Stefini, Amargosa. Yep. And here we go into the first uh, scene, and we have... This is inside Tommy's head. Tom's head. Go ahead. Tom's head. Oh, who'd, oh Tom's... Yeah, yes. Tom's head. Crazy Tom. <laughs> Crazy Tom. I have the distinction of writing this episode in which you view him actually getting crazier. Like, dangerous crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love, I just have to say, I love these uh, uh, scenes where it's in somebody's head. Because I believe at the beginning of season four, we had another one which was sort of a flashback, but I love doing these because some of the uh, uh, mods I have for doing this, like, reverse uh, uh, reverb, it, it just, it's so awesome. I love the way it sounds. Awesome. So, who do we have? We have... We have, uh, we heard Shane Nolan as Debbie. We heard uh, uh, Fiona Thrill making a comeback as uh, Sylvia. You know, you, you never die in these things, even if yeah. you're in somebody's head. Um, we had uh, Bernadette Groves as Cassandra Arkell. Uh, we'll hear uh, Maddie Gray, uh, Alicia Lane Pickens. We'll hear some uh, Major from M. Ciro Garcia, and we'll hear some... Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love how you got uh, Perry in there, or Hooks, uh, with the translation part. <laughs> well, I figure since he was the one that programmed Tommy, or Tom, um, that he would be the one who's translating. <laughs> I just I loved it because when I was mixing, I was like, "Oh, this sounds so sci-fi-ish." Yeah. Um, I was trying to overlap this this breakdown over reality. So you heard Maddie and Major screaming at him through all of the the rest of it to just get down. What's wrong with him? Oh my God. Yeah, and uh, I in the script you had you had mentioned that, and I had uh, I had initially played with having it, you know, those lines be not in that uh, reverb 
just straight, but it it sounded really disjointed at the time, and I was like, all right, let me try it all uh, in this reverb, and it sounded better, like he was sort of in and out of consciousness. And here we have uh, uh, Major kicking butt as usual. (laughs) And the woman. And good old, oh, I'm sorry, we have Pete Milan as uh, Tom slash Tommy Arkell. This is Tom right now. Tom 2.0. Yes. I pray thee, make use of my skills. Major, two o'clock. This is the first time I'd ever written a action scene. Oh, really? You did a great job. In fact, thank you. You gave me a lot more than what I'm used to getting for an action scene. Oh, cool. So, um. I was trying to fit in everything that uh, you had for, uh, you know, sound effect directions and so on and so forth, but some places I had to, I had to cheat a little bit. Right. And you let your. But uh, for the most part, it's everything that you got. Uh, this last line, I had her play. Didn't you ever play Dragon's Bane? Which is kind of like I, I didn't want to say Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I figured that's what it, what it was, and not yeah. it was, yeah. Just the way Maddie said it, I was like, oh my god, Maddie is totally like a a, 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 a gamer girl, yeah, a geeker, geeky gamer girl, with a gun. Yep. And I didn't think Major ever would have been ever. Oh no, but I think Major Major is more of a a girly girl than she initially started out as. Yeah. And I think that's cool because she's like, I don't know, I, I think at one, I don't even know if we've ever mentioned, if the, her height has ever been mentioned, but I remember somewhere somebody telling me that she was pretty tall. Major is supposed to be huge. Yeah. So. And then Tom. Yeah. Tom just the guy. shoots the poor guy sitting there who was begging for assistance. And we had the the whole overlay of uh, in his head again, uh, his mom telling him that, uh, you know, Beasts deserve no quarter. Yeah. Oh, let me just say, uh, the goons are played by uh, Colin Kelly, Patrick Lewis, Dave Morgan, and Brian Finnegan. And the girl? Oh, and uh, uh, the woman is uh, Mindy Raskina. Oh, nice. So, she was nice enough to uh, lend her voice this time. I was wondering what Emmett said. It was like, oh, you only need one knee, one kidney, and there goes the other kidney? Or no, 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 it's, it's a knee, because the whole time that she's saying, you know, she's going to take people's legs out, and, it, you know, it all comes back from where she lost her leg. So the ad lib in there is like, oh, there goes one knee. Oh, it looks like you don't need that other knee, too. <laughs> so I just thought it was, I thought that those ad libs were just really funny with the the beating them up. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm going to give it up or be bullied out of it. You, you're gonna lay there in a pool of your own blood and listen. Yeah. You don't say Mr. Arkell's pretty little pavement. Get out, stay out, and don't send your Originally, when I first wrote this script, that was Maddie's monologue. It was not Major's. Oh. Nothing to worry about. I got people. So probably called them. I messaged them about ten minutes ago. 
What? I, I so love that, in, the, I, in the writers' room. They said that Maddie probably wouldn't say that. So yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I love the little uh, uh, back and forth at, at the tail end of the scene with Maddie and Major. Maddie's just like, oh, uh, we just like beat the snot out of you, and she's like, ah, and Major's like, ah, I don't care. We, I've done this billions of times. <laughs> and Maddie's like taking it all serious. Like, I can't believe how much fun it was. And you know, eh, you know it's the job. Yeah. <laughs> she says it's an aphrodisiac in major. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't want to know this. Uh huh. So <laughs> this is the next scene, and we have uh, um, seems quite changed. Tom and uh, uh, Maddie walking down the street. Right. No, I'm not. And this is where it, it goes all downhill for all the actors at this point. There's a definite theme. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with the title. No, <laughs> uh, well, kind of. Um, it, it, it was kind of abstract. Uh, the dust has to do with what's at the end. Um, angels and demons. I, I thought it was more along the lines of everything that Tom thinks is an angel, he suddenly realizes as a demon. So, you know, angels, demons, and dust. Gotcha. I was thinking if angels did demons, they... Both dust. Turn it to dust. Gray back seat. Yeah, this is where we get more of like we had a few hints of dark Tom. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, he definitely comes out later. Uh, well, he comes out later. <laughs> well, he definitely comes out in this episode a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes. Francesca is Zeph. available. Yeah. Here we have Zeph, uh, who's played by who is he played by uh, Brian Reed. And Titia, played by Catherine Pride. Yeah. I loved Kat's uh, uh, drunk speech, because she's drunk through the whole thing. This only was supposed to have taken place a couple of hours after last episode, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I stopped that while she was midway through a chicken wing. I told her that I was tired of the whole family. I even think I guess it's her face perma bonded to hook his crotch. Maybe you just need to cool off. Sorry, just I can just see Cat like laughing at the end of that. Yeah. Well that's probably stuff that I had ended up clipping off because there was a lot of laughing. Of course, when we get when we get the uh, client uh, to Wes, uh, who is played by Castro, oh my God, there were a couple of lines in there where he, you know, <laughs> I'll explain it when we get to him. <laughs> he just he could not stop laughing. Yeah. Um. Poor Zeph is put in a bad situation here. Yeah. In in the, the the outline, it had said that you know Tithia gets Fox to put her in with the client. I was thinking the the reason that Tithia is doing this is to get a rise out of Devi. If she went in with a client, she wouldn't necessarily get a rise out of Devi. But if she did what she's going to do, that would definitely get a rise out of her. You need to get down here right now before Tiffany. <laughs> the stupidest thing anyone can think of. <laughs> and the stupidest thing anybody can think of is... It sucks. 
<laughs> and of course, socks is played by you. This scene between socks and West was a lot shorter when I first wrote it, and they said we need a little bit more from them. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Richard. <laughs> You are dick too. <laughs> you, I get a real bad. But mommy, oh, ow, ow, oh god, oh you tear, you dipshit, you're washing it, not trying to waste the fucking mainsail. Get me, tell me I'm a good boy for you. <laughs> I wanna be a good boy. God, baby boy, he's good for his mommy. <sighs> you are one disgusting. <laughs> now Richard, Richard had that higher pitched voice when he was. In the character within the yep. thing, but right. so here is his normal client West's uh, right. voice. Oh God! I love how you went. You went higher for that. You had some that were like at the same, and I was like, oh wait, no. I think she would probably make a, a point of this is not my voice. I'm going to make sure that she understands. I'm professional. Yeah. <laughs> and she's paying other people to be a whore. Yeah. Oh, this is. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pink. I'm going in. The fuck, Tithia? Come on in and join us. Oh, God. I can just see Socks, like, trying to get as far away in the bathtub as she possibly can. Yep. And she can't get out. Oh. Right. <laughs> no, no one is fucking anyone right now. We will all be fucking everyone right now. Debbie is going to shoot me in the eye. You see me? I don't want your mom to kill me, Tithia. Oh, God. So fucking And in comes Debbie. What Here comes Mommy. What are you doing? <laughs> You know what? Now, <laughs> in the background, you're going to hear <laughs> Richard or Wes pleasuring himself. And then what he did is he, first of all, he couldn't stop laughing. But when he could, he said he had grabbed his cheeks and just would vibrate him in and out while he was saying, you know, like uh, moaning. And it sounded so good. I just pretty much took bits and pieces and made this long uh, loop that just plays behind everything. So he's sitting there going <laughs> the whole time, and I'm just like, this is great. When I wrote this part, it was just, when I wrote this part, it, it, I was trying to get the feeling of it, but still reminding everyone that this is the worst possible situation for this this conversation to go on in. And Kat had uh, emailed me going, how could she have this emotional breakdown conversation with all this stuff going on in the background? And it's like, honestly, she grew up around this. She probably pays no more attention to quiet client West than she would a table lamp. Yeah. Well, that and she's drunk, too. Yeah, she's drunk, too, you know. And Debbie doesn't care. The only person who really cares what's going on is Socks. Yeah. Point. I mean, West doesn't care. He's been going at it the whole time. <laughs> um, 
Michael and I can the end of this scene. I love when she says, like, no, uh, no, Tithy, you come first. And he's like, oh, yeah, you come first. Yeah, that was actually, that was, uh, that was, uh, uh, Chris Britton's, his his contribution. Perhaps has to come come in there somewhere. That's funny. And, um, originally I had the scene and with just, just socks going, oh, God, I hate you. Um. But it, oh dear! Sorry. This is the one but, where uh, in the lines it said. Pete asked me. Yeah. Go go ahead go ahead. Pete asked me if they could punch Wes in the face, and I said sure. Um. So. Okay. So in the lines. So here we have uh, the the next scene, and we have uh, uh, Tom and uh, Maddie uh, getting busy in the back of a car. I'm sorry, Alicia. I'm sorry, Pete. Well, Pete wasn't that. It wasn't. I mean. He had some interesting comments in there, but the big ones were, I loved Alicia because in her lines, the description, you know, it says the three-digit number, which is like whatever, and it said uh, Maddie, and then on the tail end is, I hate you, Renee. And then the next, very next line was, you know, three-digit number, Maddie, I still hate you, Renee. <laughs> and this is all the PJ uh, Lala that she was given, and I was just, I laughed. I live for Alicia to hate me. <laughs> uh, Pete's tweet after this was, I have just recorded lines from the diseased mind of Renee Christine Jones. <laughs> and the funny thing is, yeah, I don't think it's that di- as diseased as when Pete wrote himself, you know, doing like three aliens and a guy. Right. Um, the, the other thing is that I, I wanted this to be as disturbed. Again, this wasn't as bad as it is now when I first wrote it. And I'm going to go with Pete here, who said, I think Tom would talk a lot dirtier than this. <laughs> and I went, was that a challenge? Let's move, you know? So it got worse. And uh, and then they, I thought they, the best thing that I could possibly do... Although the worst is, you know, he's getting really sexually excited. He's almost there, and he has his mother's voice in his head. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) no, I believe you helped uh, uh, M. I don't know who else you helped with the the French. Calm down. I wrote a pronunciation at the end of the script, and everyone contacted me as to how to say it. I love it. <laughs> oh, Tom goes down the street. <laughs> buck naked. <face. laughs> or maybe not buck naked, but at least with his pants down. Now I know, and I will spend the rest of my time trying to unsee it. Something is wrong. I think she had a line in a previous season which said the same thing, but I don't remember what it was about. Yeah, no, I just remembered that that was another line. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I hope I had nothing to do with it. Now here we are into the last scene. We have uh, Asa um, well, played by Carl Glassmeyer, and now we have we're back with the original Tommy uh, with Pete Mylan, and they are still on Asa's planet, but now they have moved into the old casino. Yeah. 
Don't bury the dead. Forget your possessions. Leave it all and go. I come here every now and again to pay my respects. So we're going to see the boss. <laughs> yes, sir. He's still here. Yeah, he's still here. I thought he left with all the others, but he stayed behind. <laughs> Trying to hold it all together. Doing the job he's doing, Ace. A hell of a job. You really cannot help being an ass about this, can you? <laughs> He's not the glue that holds it all together. He's yeah, I mean, I guess uh, as uh, Tommy is sort of, I guess, losing his buzz at this point, and he's been over the last like uh, three episodes where he's been just, you know, he was ripped out of his pleasure. Hangover from hell. Yeah. And I love how uh, progressively uh, each writer, you know, again, whether it's by accident or not. Uh, have been writing lines for Tom or uh, Tommy as he gets more and more out of his uh, uh, high from all the drugs and alcohol. He's yeah. sort of making more and more sense and not getting as pissed off as he was when, right as uh, Asa ripped him out of uh, 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 Madame Sonatas. Yeah, Madame Sonatas. Yep. Yeah, and we find out that Asa's brother was the head of that family. Yep. Angels, demons, and ghosts. and here we have uh, Bruce Busby reading the credits. Yay! And that is the end of this episode. Woohoo! Yeah. I am so sorry to everyone who had to do horrible, horrible things. Catherine Pride is Tithia. <laughs> uh, that was the other comment that uh, uh, Richard had said. He's like, when he started, he's like, uh, he explained that he's using his cheeks. He's grabbing his cheeks, and he's not actually pleasuring himself. <laughs> Hearing that, <laughs> it was it was just so funny that he he had to make. He's like, I just want you to know, I am not actually pleasuring myself. I'm pulling on my cheeks. <laughs> Sorry, that's the Jeffrey. All right, well, that is the end of that episode, and we will see everyone next month for episode 11. Thank you, uh, uh, Renee, for this great episode. It was a lot of fun to mix. Thank you. And uh, thank you to everybody out in Kingery Land. We will see you next month. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.